Welcome to Central Line, the AHA podcast. This is the official podcast of the American Animal Hospital Association, dedicated to simplifying the journey towards excellence in veterinary medicine for every member of the veterinary team. Here's your host, Dr. Katie Berlin. Thank you guys for joining. It's so fun. We are at Connexity and we're squished into this tiny corner with two microphones and <laughs> there's a lot of togetherness happening over <laughs> here. <laughs> but I'm just really excited to have all five of us together in one room. Um, I've been waiting to see the three of you together in one room now for a while because I felt like it was just going to be so magical I couldn't stand it. And then when you were like, um, guess what? We're having dinner with Michael Shirley. I was like, well, I don't know him, but he sounds magical too. So, yeah. <laughs> he is magical. He is. Yeah. I mean, magical really. things. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Michael Shirley, Josh Weissman, Alyssa Ages, and Phil Richmond, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you, Dr. Katie Berlin, for having us. Yes. Why, you're welcome. <laughs> that was very formal. <laughs> that was so, very formal. Yes, it was very formal. A lot of voices, and this not everyone is going to be watching the video, is have you guys <laughs> introduce yourselves so that they know whose voice is whose, um, because people listening are going to be like, this is a whole bunch of people, and I don't know who they are. <laughs> they might have Alyssa, but that's it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my gosh. No. no. <laughs> well, I just mean because you sound really deal. different oh, from yeah. them, yes. but also you're a big deal. <laughs> but Yeah. It's the hair. So uh, would you mind? Because I'd love to have you guys introduce yourself. Well, my my name is Michael Shirley. My wife is Dr. Amy Shirley, and we own a small animal hospital in Murfreesboro, Tennessee called Family Pet Health. And um, some people might know me. I'm also the moderator, creator of the Veterinary Leadership Book Club, which is on Facebook. So everybody should join that. You can learn a lot about uh, most of I don't have any original thoughts. I just regurgitate a lot of things I've read. There's nothing new under the sun. That's right. But uh, we package it up in a really nice way that you can even go through those books with your team, with your veterinary team, um, and makes a big difference. A lot of the things. I'm waiting for Josh's book to come out. Yeah. Yes. Be, as soon as it comes out, as long as you hear uh-huh, it on tech press, audio, yeah, audio, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be okay. Good. So narrated by you, I hope. Yes. Oh, oh So yes. as soon as that hits, that'll be the next book in the book. Who needs guided meditation? Yeah. So you have Josh reading. Josh, right? Josh, right. <laughs> Can you so that's what. So years ago, I managed a bowling alley, and um, I would always do the announcements for leagues, and routinely people would come up to the desk and say, "You ever thought of being on the radio? You've got such a great voice." And I'd always say, "It is a good." Do voice. I not look good enough for TV? <laughs> <laughs> you tell it. I think it's for yeah. Face for radio. My name's Josh Feisman. I am with Flourish Veterinary Consulting. Um, I am inspired by this crazy idea that maybe since we spend so much damn time at work, it shouldn't just be something we survive. Maybe it should actually be something that contributes to a life well lived. So um, I'm on a mission now to take what some of the science tells us might actually make that possible and help veterinary organizations embed those practices into their organizations and teams so that people can actually thrive at work. I have to follow that. I'm also, works, the, I'm also the fan club president of the, or the president of the Elissa Mages fan. <laughs> <laughs> and you raise bees. And I raise bees. bees. And the honey is delicious. It is good. <laughs> it's really good. So, uh, Alyssa Mages, I am a CVT. I am one of the co-founders of Empowering Veterinary Teams. And really what we're looking to do is transform veterinary team growth and development, focusing on the creation of training programs, starting with orientation and onboarding through growth and development. 
as well as focusing on those continuing educational opportunities, both live and in practice, as well as, you know, webinars and coming to these events and hanging out and, you know, <laughs> bumping elbows with some of these amazing humans. So really just making sure that we can create a world where we inspire, instruct, and impact together. And I'm Phil Richmond, and I'm sitting next to Alyssa. <laughs> oh my God. I do not deserve any of this. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> I am I am bright red. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I, was, I mean, that's, oh, that's, that's it. not good enough. No, you are way bigger than, than I. Just come on. Just but, don't uh, list the letters. There's too many letters. It's, it's there's a lot it's of letters. Mildly yeah. extra. It's mildly extra. Um, <laughs> You're so extra. So I I am Phil. I'm the uh, chief medical and well-being officer for Veterinary United. Woo! Yeah, woo, woo. Yeah. And I'm founder and CEO of. Uh, Flourishing Phoenix Veterinary Consultants and the chief chair of the Florida Veterinary Medical Association Wellbeing Committee. I get to do a lot of cool stuff with cool people sitting here. Making a, a big difference. In yeah. That. Yeah. 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 And Phil is the person I call when I need somebody to be my sounding board. And usually he doesn't even have to say that much. He like asks me a couple of well-timed questions and then I know what I need <laughs> to do. You know, <laughs> he never tells me what I need to do. He asks me the right questions, and then I know what I need to do. Because I probably knew before I called him, but I didn't know that I knew. Yeah. And that's happened so many times since we met. And there's something that all of you have in common. I just met you, Michael. But I can. there's a certain energy that you feel from somebody where you know when you're talking to them and you're in a conversation and they make you feel like you are the only person in the world that matters to them at that moment. And that is common to all of you. It's very hard in a world where everybody's talking and nobody's listening to, to meet so many people who are so good at just zeroing in and being there with you in a conversation. It's a very rare gift and you guys all have it. And I just want to say thank you for that. Well, thank you for being you and having us here and letting us be pleasure. human beings. So, um, I, with all of you here now, I can tell you're all going to be afraid to speak because you don't want to speak over each other. <laughs> so, but I don't be afraid to talk. I really want to hear what you guys think about this because, um, the theme of this conference is create a better world. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of better people to talk about what that better world might look like, because mm -hmm. I feel like everything I see from the four of you is already aimed at that mission. I mean, I feel like you get up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to create a better world today. There's like little singing birdies and stuff. Like, does that happen? Yeah. Like the cartoons. Remember? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like they, they fly into the window and perch yeah. on your shoulder yeah. and then you sing to them while you're brushing your teeth. Sometimes it's the birds because I'm wily coyote and I run into something unintentionally, but yes, I have the stars for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no anvils involved, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's self-inflicted. Yeah. But, but, Seriously, that's how I think of you because I, I just see such amazing things happening. And no matter what, if there are amazing things and they're happening, I look and somehow one of you is involved. Well, <laughs> so. We, so my wife and I own a small animal hospital in Tennessee, and we require everyone that interview before they can interview at our hospital, they have to read a bus, a, an, a book called The Energy Bus um, by John Gordon, and it's 10 rules for kind of infusing positivity into your life and the way that you frame it. And if people don't read the book, they don't get to come in for an interview. But the rule, number one, is that you are the driver of your own bus. And that um, I, I'm excited to be beside these folks because I, I, they're my favorite speakers in vet med. 
And I was naturally drawn to the message that they have about, um, you know, in, in just positivity and, and workplace culture and um, just how you take care of people. And then those people can take care of your clients and your patients. And that's worked really well for us for we're almost five years in and that has not failed. So, um, um, so I would encourage everybody to read that book, but that's when you wake up every morning, you have to realize like I'm in charge of where I'm going today. I, I, I can't, I can't be in charge of what happens to me, but I can be in charge of my response to those things. And I love that, that you just said that too. And that's a really important, important differential, you know, how do you respond versus how you react. Right. I mean, think about back to high school chemistry, Uh, but I mean, they're they're volatile, right? There's heat and it's it's instantaneous versus if you actually take the time and the thought, then you have a response and it it takes a lot of work, right? To learn how to do that. It's definitely not, I don't think for any of us, we had that instantaneous of this is how I'm going to do this and it's going to be easy. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's work, but it's such good work. I'll just be nicer. Yeah. <laughs> Just smile more. It'll make it better. Yeah. No, not good vibes only, right? That's, yeah. It's yeah. not. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate it. None of you are going to be wearing a shirt that says good vibes only. No, no. Okay. no. Um, it's a really good like learning moment, like a teachable moment. You know, mm-hmm. my, my mom got that for, for my daughter when she was little. And I was like, so this isn't, we're, this not, isn't, doing we're this. not doing this. And yeah. she's like, well, why? And so we had that conversation. I was like, oh. I just taught my mom something. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really, and then in turn you learn from the other younger generation. So it's something, you know, to consider too, is that we're always learning, right? Mm -hmm. You know, don't stop because life's not going to stop teaching you, you know, with the stars and bonking and all of that stuff. But, you know, all joking aside, it's something that you have to choose your response Mm -hmm. and be thoughtful about your intentions. Yeah. Yeah. But I know Phil and I have had conversations where we've talked about how our ability to respond and not react definitely uh, gets dampened by really difficult situations mm-hmm. that go on and on. Yeah. It's like the more close to burnout you're getting or the more the weight just gets piled on, the more that reflex of just like, I'm going to just, I'm just going to react. I, I don't care. I'm, this is just going to come out of my mouth. Um, it just gets to be like a hair trigger. And um, that is always a sign for me that things, something needs to shift. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what about the idea that there's, there are a lot of problems in vet med mm-hmm. at the organizational level, the institutional level, you know, mm-hmm. systemically that we need to be addressing too. And so in some cases it seems like it's very difficult to put yourself in the place where you can respond and not react. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to get resentful about that stuff. And what I love about listening to all of you is that you never seem to be nurturing that resentment. You admit that it's there, but you're not feeding it, but it's a delicate balance. So do you have like a specific resource that you go to or like words of wisdom that you remember when you're trying to tread that line between what needs to change systemically and how we respond to situations that we may not be able to control? I would say for me personally, it's vision and it's understanding who you want to be. And so our, our vision is written out. And, and we talk about it at every time we talk about it every morning when our team gets together and remind, remind our team of our, of our team vision. And then whatever happens to you or whatever you're experiencing before you react, if you can check yourself to say, how would someone that, 
is in it, wherever that goal is, how would a person that's, that's productively heading towards that goal, how would they respond? And, and it's not to say that you can't live in some negativity, like not live in negativity. You can't experience, you can experience negativity. Like there are some things that really make me angry at our office, but I know that it's not, it's going to damage all the hard work that we've done for psychological safety in our office. If I throw the door open and start yelling mm-hmm. and screaming at people, because that is opposite of what our, t- of our, our, our vision is. And so I think as I look at these other panelists here, they each have a vision for what they want that med to look like. And I'm, I'm with it. Like I like it. <laughs> and so um, that's why I, I, I think each one of them stays con- stays consistent with their messaging and, and the research that shows that this is the best way like to, 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 um, to make like the thing, make it, make the world a better place here. Mm-hmm. So, I, so to me, vision and, and having that goal and a clear um, understanding of what you want to be is how you can um, frame all your responses and the way you're, how am I going to deal with this? Yeah. Love that answer. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you started off Kate by Katie by saying, uh, the theme of this conference is to make a better world. And for, for me, a better world, you know, through the prism of veterinary medicine, certainly, but really just generally speaking, a better world is a world of humanity where, where we sort of just embrace and recognize that we are fully human beings. And, yeah. you know, uh, all of us are doing the best we can each and every day with what we have to try and move forward and be productive. And so when I hear things like what Michael's talking about, I, I hear they're they're there are challenges, there are problems, there are moments where we're not at our best and there are experiences that are negative and there's an and there as well. Mm-hmm. And that, that yep. vision for me, it, it, it manifests as possibility. Exactly. You know, I, maybe I'm not going to be at my best right now. Maybe you're not going to be at your best right now. Maybe together our profession is not at its best and we can get there yeah. because there are so many vibrant, beautiful strengths and you know possibilities that exist within all of the people of this beautiful profession, and within the profession itself. And if we can start to lean into those strengths, we'll get through the stumbles and challenges just fine, and, and we'll, we'll build that brighter future. It's the helplessness and the hopelessness that's the real enemy yeah. there, right? I think, I think our our industry is plagued by a whole bunch of people that are experiencing bad things or negative feelings, and they mm-hmm. think that they're the only one. Yes. And they're so afraid to share that with their coworkers mm-hmm. that what Josh is saying, we're all going to have bad days. So if I'm having a bad day, I just need to be able to have trust in him and say, Josh, I'm having a really bad day today. Yeah. And yeah. he may say, dude, go home. Yeah. Because we would just <laughs> yeah. rather you go home and deal with it than to be here and bring us down. Or he might say, well, let me take some of this load off of yes. you. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and then that builds trust and that builds shared experiences that we can build on to make our practices better individually. And then by that, making vet med better. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, So when I hear everybody speak, there was a, I forget what it was. I I want the world to change and it has to begin with me. Mm. Um, Is that that was for me, I was, I was one of those people, you know, where I was, it was very easy for me to have the blame thrower. It's everyone else's fault. You know, I would be doing so great in this yeah. in this world amongst everyone if all if you know the eight million people would just do what I want. Yeah. Well, I can't absolutely control any of those people. 
Yeah. And so it took, you know, it's a, and we talked about this with a big reset. I mean, it took a big change in my life to get to a point where I realized that I was the only one that, you know, I could control. And then once I did the work with me, then I was able to help try to give, give that away. Cause I can't give something away that I don't have. And I also can't, I have to have that self-compassion. Like, you know, like uh, Michael and Josh were saying that if I'm off, it's okay, but you know, I can't, I can't build the great things every moment, you know, yeah, or I can't, right. I can't, and I have to be, be, have a little self-compassion that that's there. And then it's, if we can do that on an individual level and know that we have to do that there, and then we work on the team level yeah. and then help our the people around us and then also help the organizational level. And it's, it, it works when it all comes together in that regard, but it's, it had to start with me. I had to look at, I love the the phrase, you know, what what part did I play, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And yeah. so I had to had to see what that was, and then use some tools to to lift lift myself up and grow. Yeah, I love so. that, and I think that's you know it all ties in together, right? And for me, what it it became is I got into the profession to be the voice for the voiceless, mm-hmm. and that shifted from the patients <laughs> to the team. Yeah. And I, I kept hearing, I'm just an assistant. I'm just a vet tech. And um, I think it was Betsy Charles that brought it up, though. Was I would correct him, like, you're not just anything. And she's like, where is that coming from? So, again, that goes back to that response versus reaction. But it's really, for me, is flipping that definition, right? We love, love the English language, right? You have so many words that spell the same, sound the same, mean two different things. Right? So, instead of having it, the just be limiting, it's something to strive for to be just and to flip it from I'm not to I'm not yet Mm -hmm. and to look for that potential. Mm -hmm. And from, you know, when I had a leadership role years ago, I was not the right person for it. Mm -mm. Um, People thought I was, but I wasn't ready. And, you know, to your point of having to start with me, it took, you know, having a big personal moment where, you know, I used to have a lot of hair and, you know, my mom went through cancer and I shaved it off and I was like, Oh, that's who I am. Cool. So I wasn't just, I needed to be just, and it really was, you know, you know, go back to dentistry, right. And take a look at it. If you look at the, the tooth root from one angle, you only see two, but if you turn it, you see three. So I know and that's the one that always cracks off. You have to send it out, but it's perspective. Right. It's changing your perspective, flipping that definition and really redefining who we are as individuals and then what we can become mm-hmm. as a profession. Yeah. That, that last statement really rings true for me. What inspires me about the people that are sitting around me right now is that every single person here has really embraced this idea that, you know, people, individuals, teams, organizations, hospitals, the community is where we are and where we can be. And and that's the possibility. That's the potential. And what I see are people who are starting to view the world, take a perspective that we can create spaces that allow people to lean into what they can be. Mm-hmm. And that opens up so much possibility. Mm-hmm. That's where the energy comes from. Instead of Katie, you're letting me down because, you know, you keep, you keep taking three hours to extract this 
you know, molar, and I really need it to take two. It's this is a true story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is an accurate, accurate story. Uh, it's it was a lower canine, but yeah, uh, that instead, that really so long. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's big. Um, instead of viewing it that way, it's Katie. What's preventing you from getting to what you are capable of doing? I know that you you have all the skills and abilities that you need. You have the implicit talent to become the kind of doctor who doesn't necessarily need three hours to do this procedure. How can I help you get there? Mm-hmm. That's the same, the same tooth turned in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all wraps up into our favorite, one of our favorite quotes, be curious, not judgmental. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. Yes. And that's, that's, yeah. I just had that. Tough, I just so. had that conversation with some people on our team. We, we said, I'm going to use this as like a hey, help me, help me, guys. Free consulting here. Free consulting here. This is actually a recorded consulting yeah, session. Right so, so we had we just hired a new team member that came from a whole another part of the country mm-hmm. with a different culture and everything, and down to the south. And and I had another team member that they were not communicating. They weren't. We would say G and Holland down here. Uh, th- that's a mule term. Anyway, so, so, so but th- they weren't, they weren't, they weren't, they were having the same conversation. Like they were in the same conversation, but they weren't having the same conversation. Ah. They weren't hearing the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just interesting to talk to him. And I said, what you need to do, what I think would help you all is add one more sentence to your question and explain why you're asking the question. Because what you you asked a question and she heard it as as an attack. Yeah. But you weren't trying to attack. You were looking for clarity. You just need to say that. Uh, you know, Phil. Why do you wrap a pack that way? Because I want to make sure that I'm doing it the way I know best. Because that is not the way I learned. So I want to make sure that 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 we do it the best way possible. Versus why you why are you wrapping the pack that way? Because without with because it was heard as why are you wrapping the pack that way? You're an idiot. Right. You're like yeah. that's yeah. not the way to do it. Yeah. 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 So they just yeah. had to add that extra sentence to explain a little bit more. Like I'm curious as to yeah. why you're doing that yeah. because I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want us to be the best team we can be. Yeah. And so that's helped. I probably need to apply that to my own parenting and stuff. So <laughs> I do a lot better at managing the hospital than parenting. I mean, it's hard to please it's, yourself. It's hard, yeah. It is really yeah. hard to hear oh it when it comes gosh. out of your own mouth yeah. until somebody draws your attention to yeah. it. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the accountability piece, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm just honored to be here, right? Because I always reach out to Josh and like, this is out of my wheelhouse. Like, help me out here. <laughs> um, but we need that person or people in our lives, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to the gym unless someone's like, so um, I'm tracking you on our shared app. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's but, hardcore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see you're business, not in your car yet. Business partner and uh, workout partner. Yeah. She's legit. Uh, but it's to that point is you have to have that someone holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that uh, authority figure. It can mm-hmm. be a peer. Yeah. It's really just how can I help you be the best you you can be so you can help me. Yeah. And to shift that needle from a sense of competition Dear God, please no. Right? Yeah. And let's collaborate, right? Yeah. I talk on well-being and things like that. I infuse that with the work I do, but that's not my wheelhouse. That's what Phil and Josh are for, right? And I have a partner that works in management, but Michael knows way more about managing a practice than I do. For, for me, this brings up a point that, that goes back to it. You used a word earlier, Katie. You, you said the word hopeless. Mm-hmm. For me... Um, there's something that actually comes even prior to accountability, which is just the experience that I actually matter. 
Yeah. You know, uh, it's, yes. it's, it's almost impossible to have these kinds of productive conversations to hold somebody accountable, to empower somebody with mm-hmm. something. If they don't actually feel like they make a difference in any reasonable way. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we know, I mean, we know that's an essential element to thriving. Human beings who don't feel like they matter end up hopeless. Yeah. Hopelessness is not a place of which you can be resilient, of which you can work towards your potential, which you can feel like you can actually extract that tooth yeah. at all. Uh, you know, and so I, I think it has to, it just has to start there. We have to, that's, that's why I speak about humanity. It's, we have to start with just connecting as human beings and recognizing that this person has value. They have a strength. They're needed for some purpose. Let me help them see that. Yeah. Then you open up the doors to all the other stuff that, you know, that can come from that effectively. Be the mirror. Yeah. yeah. Be, Be the mirror. mirror. Be someone's so mirror. So they can see yeah. how what are, they are. What are y'all's tips for st- if there's a listener out there that wants, that's like picking up what you're laying down, they're like, I want to, I want to get this going in my hospital and they don't have that currently. Where do they start? Like, what's the first step? They call Phil Richmond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when, let me say this is that one, we want to, the first thing we want to have a vision. And when you said create a better world and then what Michael said, what I thought about is having a veterinary team where that's said, and my first inclination is not to think that person is attacking me. Yeah. Is to know, and not even that I have to that I have to have the thought, make the charitable assumption that that I work in a team where if you make that comment, I know you want what's best for me, mm-hmm. and that when you were saying having you know having that team around us. What if that, what if that support team is our team? You know, that's yeah. the, and I got to experience that in yeah. the practice that I was at, but we were very, very intentional about crafting that. And it took, it took a lot of work, but work. where it came from was we changed the, the thought processes that we were going to make that an intention. We were going to, we were going to empower staff. We wanted to work on education. We wanted to work on communication and we were just, that was the thing we felt, felt like that was, that was important. And it's beautiful when it's there. Like it's genuinely, it, it's a beautiful thing. And you know, we're mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about this tomorrow. But it it saves patients' lives, mm-hmm. and it makes it makes a place. You know, in 2019, before COVID, we uh, you know we we would say in the before times, before times yes. our medical team we we would say that we would come to work to get away from the world. Mm-hmm. That's the. Wow! Right? Yeah. Like that. Everybody just that's the create a better world. Yes, yeah. And that's the veterinary medicine because then everything else becomes beautiful. Yeah. Because then it comes. Then I'm we go. And and when clients say something, we're able to make that. We're in a place where we can make that charitable assumption, and we mm-hmm. become curious. And when they say something, you know, if they if they say something, I don't take it wrong. And I'm like, wow, I wonder what they're going through mm-hmm. right now. And then I have the I have the emotional space to be there for that client. And that's that's what. Yeah, like that's the that's the goal. That's yeah. So, now, so yeah. do you think that not if if it if if the practice owner is not on board or the corporate management <coughs> overlords aren't on board, can the associate vet, can the licensed techs, can the veterinary assistants or the kennel folks, can they do that on their own without leadership by revolts? Even the revolution. potentially we we vote with our feet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to a point. To a point. Right. Not saying that everybody, will, but. If we make that, that this is what we believe and this is what we want as an, an intention, potentially there's just, you know, the, 
owner or the the leader's just not when they're scratching their head with yeah. somebody they're working what is with it? They're like yeah. they may, but then they may again can i get cu- as a leader can i get curious and jot what's yep. what's going on what do you need what 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 do we need to be doing differently? And then, yeah. and then the practice owners, what I'm hearing you say is that if the practice owners are listening to this and they're thinking, this is a way I can retain my team is to yeah. create this culture. They need to just verbalize it with their team and, right. and maybe even involve them in the creation of the vision. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's really a taking that shift from like a hierarchical approach to a team based approach. Yeah. Right. And to, to, instead of top down or bottom up, it's, inside mm-hmm. out yeah, exactly. and really making sure that, you know, to your point, Josh, is that people matter, yeah. right? I can't, none of us in our practices would have a job without our CSRs. Right. Sorry, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, not sorry. And as a technician, I can't do what I need to do without an assistant and you can't spell vet without VT. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or run a blood machine <laughs> and so, it turns out, on yeah. one Friday night. Right. And practice. then the whole practice doesn't work if we don't have people obtaining the facility. Right. And then yeah. if we don't have a leadership team in place. Right. So everyone has an integral part to play. Yeah. yeah. So you go beyond, you know, I do shy away from the, the whole work family experience unless you are related to your coworkers, which happens, yeah. um, which is a good Mary, thing. Not creepy. Yeah. Mary, not creepy right? <laughs> um, simply because that's not the same lived experience for everyone. Right. Yeah. Family doesn't have that same yeah. connotation for right. everybody. Right. Right. But this is, whether you're athletic or not, this is a team sport, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you can't do, you can do things alone, but should you? Mm. Right. And yeah. so when you have that mentality of like, hey, I've done this twice, I'm tapping out. Mm-hmm. Then you know that that's established, yeah. you know, to your point, you're, you're intentional about what you're doing, everything that you're doing. And you're recognizing that. You know, if your clinical skills suffer, so too does your well-being. And then if your well-being is not maintained, your clinical acumen is not going to be what it needs to be. Yeah. So it has to be a holistic approach. Yeah. The whole person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a, qu- a quote from, this is this is such a great story, and when you said it, it, it really resonated, is they uh, there was a organizational, organizational psychologist that was interviewing these teams and he went to NASA and he was asking, he asked a guy that um, was one of the janitors that cleaned the floor. I know, I think it was years ago. And he said, you know, what, what do you do here? And he said, I, I'm helping to put a man on the moon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because every, every job under that roof matters. Yep. Mm. And that, that I remember reading that and it was just beautiful. And I know jo- like, that's, yeah. Yep. If NASA can do it, I'm pretty sure vet can. Yeah. 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 Yes. Just pretty saying. Smart. Yeah. And so. and a vet clinic, especially, is a much smaller environment than mm-hmm. probably a very large laboratory uh, organization. Yeah. Like NASA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so everybody, it's very easy to see that everybody in that small space plays a really important role, and yet we still manage to forget it, mm-hmm. um, and we still manage to come in and not say hello to each other and just go about our day um, and. I think a lot of our people have talked themselves out of wanting more. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about potential and the ability for each individual to reach sort of the pinnacle of who they can be and what their strengths will allow them to be. But I feel like we've trained a lot of our support team, especially to believe that, that, that there's a ceiling Mm -hmm. and this is what their job has to look like. And they've accepted it because it's been so long that that's been the myth. And we have to, that's a big culture to change is not only to convince 
leadership that they can create that environment, but to convince the people that they want that and they deserve it and they can dream. Because dreams can be scary. Yeah, it can be really scary. It can be really comforting to know this is my pigeonhole. Yeah. Even if you don't really like the pigeonhole, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I know what's happening. Yeah. You know what's happening and you don't like it. Yeah. Next. You yeah. know? And that, I think a lot of us have been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe all of us have been in that mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, when you bust out of the pigeonhole, it feels so good. Yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's really what we're doing is creating a better world is busting a bunch of pigeonholes. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I just got that visual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Thank you all so much. We could sit here and talk for a hundred years. No, so, I just came to be the fan club and watch. And I got to, <laughs> thanks for letting me talk. Yeah, with you. It's great. No, it's but fantastic. you're an example of what practice management is. Yes. Well, I, I think it's really important. Like this was when when my wife came home. She she did relief work and she came home one day and said, "I think I want to open my own practice." It was actually after the Aha Connect City event, or it wasn't Connect City. Then in 2017, we came here. She was doing relief work. This was the closest CE, so we came. And after the speakers, it was not long after that that she said, I want to open my own hospital. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And um, and I asked her why. And she said, I want to create the type of work environment where I want to go to work every day. Yeah. And and here, here. she said, if, yeah. if my last place had done that and worried about me instead of the non-compete, I'd still be there probably. And I'm so glad that they didn't because now we've taken our hospital from just her and three employees. Now we have three doctors and 14 employees, and we're about to start building a brand new hospital. And we wouldn't have been able to do that um, without help. Like all of these people that are right here have helped me along the way. And we just take care of our people and they can then take care of our clients and the patients. And so if there's any managers out there, they're like, I don't know, this sounds hokey. (laughs) I'm telling you, if you're having a retention problem and you're having, you know, complaints all the time and people calling out sick all the time, if you worry and focus on their well-being, a lot of that's going to go away and you're going to find that you have a waiting list like we do mm-hmm. of people waiting to come work for you. And so that's why we're building a bigger hospital. And I'm not as stressed about they're like, how are you going to staff it? I'm like, I got people waiting. Yeah. And it's yeah. because of the help that like every person here has helped me and helped our hospital. And so people listen and need to. Follow these folks and listen and, die, and just take take advantage of the, the resources that are out there. Whenever you see one of these people speaking, you should sign up for it and then implement it in your hospital and make a big difference. So thank you all for helping make our dreams come true. And thanks for letting me join. Yeah, sure. Thanks for dropping in. <laughs> all right, you guys, thanks so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. I will be seeing you to tomorrow because I'm your moderator. I'm jelly. (laughs) Um, And I I hope you enjoy your night out tonight. And it's been a a great pleasure. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you, Dr. Katie Berlin. (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's episode of Central Line, the AHA podcast. If you love what you hear, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. For more resources to help you simplify your journey towards excellence in veterinary medicine, we invite you to visit aha.org. That's A-A-H-A dot o-r-g